Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. And on today's episode, we are talking all about slumps. Players like Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth come to mind. Heck, even Tiger comes to mind. And maybe since you're listening to this, you come to this episode trying to get out of your own slump. I know I've gone through half-decade-long slumps. So, how do I believe Justin Thomas could get out of his current slump? Or how about you? Or how did I? How slumps start give us a hint as to getting out of them. But before we get into this episode, if you feel like you need one-on-one work on your mental game, that's what I do. Yes, I host this podcast, but my actual occupation is working with players all over the world on their golf psychology. If you like these Golf Thought Thursday episodes, this is the exact type of stuff that I work on with my players. So if you'd like to take the next step to improve your mental game, then send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com or visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. All right, let's learn about getting out of slumps in your game. Where does a slump come from? How do you get into a slump, and how do you get out? I believe that a slump starts really small. You hit a shot that was a little bit off, but you decide to label it with emotion. That shot was bad, terrible, it happened again, I do this every time, etc., etc. Basically, in your mind, it was a bad shot. This flags the shot, and the general situation, as a thing to be watched out for. Your brain files it away as, be careful when things feel like this again. So, you're in a similar situation again. You have the same kind of shot you hit before, the one you labeled as bad, so when your brain goes into its mental filing cabinet to search for how to handle the situation, it retrieves the file bad. It sees its notes that that it wrote for itself that say, watch out, something might be going on here. So, now there's not just a shot that was bad, now there's some fear surrounding this type of shot and any situation that's similar. And because your brain is designed to protect you and keep you comfortable, there's now a need to avoid the threat that this situation poses. Your brain is on the lookout for what could happen here. This comes out in maybe a sentence in your brain like, I need to hit this one better this time. You need to hit the shot better because to your brain, encountering that same negative emotion again might as well be life or death. And because you need to hit the shot better, this makes a mistake just a little bit more unacceptable. So now you've got an already difficult shot that you've hit poorly in the past that your brain is desperately guarding against potential bad outcomes. You usually don't hit a great shot when this is where your mind is chances are you hit the next one poorly too. So the emotions of that next bad shot are going to be much stronger. Now you have two bad shots in your mental filing cabinet. The emotions are building and the brain has all but fully solidified its notion that this is an undesirable situation. The next time you have that same shot, it becomes absolutely dire that you hit a good one. You've created a scenario where a mistake is totally unacceptable. To your brain, this shot has to be good or else we die. 
Yes, your brain jumps to that conclusion, that very dramatic conclusion. Deep down, you're afraid of what yet another bad shot would do to your score, would mean about your game, your practice, how much effort you've put in, you as a person. These are the types of uncomfortable emotions that your brain is trying to protect you from. It's doing its best. It's doing what it is designed to do. The farther you go down this road, the more and more you need to hit a good shot. This is like that spiral, right? The spiral that we all know. Like, I can't dig myself out of this. This spiral means mistakes are more and more unacceptable. You're getting more and more constricted over this type of shot. You're probably already in slump territory for this kind of shot. Uh, Maybe it's your putting, missing those six-footers started getting to you, and a month later they became an area of your game you've been struggling with for a while, but it usually doesn't stop there. To make matters worse, this snowball grows faster the farther it goes. Because this mentality tends to spread throughout your game. You begin to put extra pressure on other parts of your game to make up for the weak part. You feel like you've got to hit it to tap in length on long lag putts, on chips, and even approach shots to, to make up for those six-footers that you're, you're starting to you know, be in a slump for. You now need to do everything just right. This fear of mistakes everywhere causes extra constriction where there used to be freedom. Before you know it, you're in a full-on slump through the whole bag. What was just one shot that didn't go where you wanted became a shot that had an emotional label on it, which gave your brain a reason to fear it, which made any future bad shots unacceptable. This could happen in a matter of months, weeks, or even days. It doesn't take long for your brain to learn to fear a situation. That's part of its speed and power and strength is it's not going to take long for me to learn that this situation is undesirable. If you're listening to this, you've either been in a slump before, you are in one now, or you will be at some point in the future. It's incredibly normal to be in a slump because it's incredibly normal to react emotionally and let your emotions lead to fear of it happening again. I did this heavily during high school, college, and the handful of years after college. I just, I was, I felt like I was on a plateau, and then I would make a little bit of an increase, but then stay on a really long plateau and drop off, and, and just, I felt like I couldn't make any progress. I, I developed these, these deep, long ruts in my game that are definitely, would have definitely been slumps. So, how did I work my way out of these slumps? How could you? How could maybe even uh, Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth or maybe how did Tiger do it? I was only able to work my way out of slumps or prevent bad shots from festering into future slumps when I started working on my acceptance. Yes, I know, like pretty much everything in golf psychology or everything on this podcast and every uh, interview guest I have on this podcast, it pretty much starts with acceptance. If we go back to the conception of the slump, the very beginning, it was a non-acceptance of a mistake. You hit a shot, and you labeled it with judgment. Remember, acceptance is seeing things as they are, not as you wish them to be. That was something I learned from Raymond Pryor when he was on the podcast a while back. Acceptance is seeing things as they are, not as you wish them to be. When you hit that first bad shot, instead of seeing it as it was a shot that went 
to where it ended up, you know, just basic logic of the situation that the shot went from here to there. You saw it as a bad shot. This is what led to teaching your brain that shots like that are worth being afraid of and therefore protective and an overactive mind that's focused on the past or future. So the core of this issue is mistakes being unacceptable. So in order for you to untangle that slump, you have to go in the opposite direction of that non-acceptance. Mistakes have to be more acceptable to you or to Justin Thomas or to myself or to Tiger Woods or Jordan Spieth. Mistakes have to be more acceptable to all of us. When mistakes are more acceptable, you're less afraid to make them. Your brain can start to learn that a mistake isn't life or death. It's just another shot. Yes, some shots feel like they have more importance or more consequence and do not just feel like. Some shots can have a bigger impact on your life. But logically, seeing it as it is, seeing it with acceptance, the shot was just a shot. It went from here to there. A great avenue that can help you be more accepting is practice. This is really how I was able to do it. When you know you've been working hard on your game and you know you're going to get back to work on your game, the shots you hit are less life and death. They're more just data points that can inform you on what you need to work on. When you only play golf, there can be a tendency for your game to hinge on every single shot. Every shot means you're good or you're not good, right? You, it, if, if the only time you see yourself hit golf shots is when there's all this consequence, well, if I hit a bad shot, it means that I'm not good enough. Naturally, this leads to a lot of emotional, judgmental reactions. But when you have a healthy balance of play and practice, you're able to keep a good perspective on what each shot means. Each shot has a start and an end. And it's not much more than that. You could make that same mistake that would normally be the genesis of a slump, but this time you can see the shot as just a shot and not much more. And the shots that currently give you the heebie-jeebies could have the pressure relieved a little. This is definitely not a magic pill, right? Nothing that we ever talk about on this show is a magic pill. It doesn't just magically make your all your issues go away and you're rescued out of your slump like a helicopter uh, emergency pickup thing, right? It will start slow, but over time, you'll gain momentum. You'll see yourself uh, hit a bad shot, and, and it's not a bad shot anymore. It's just a shot, so you're, you're able to react less emotionally and move on from it a little better, which frees you up on the next one. You're not as afraid, so you're able to uh, be more present and you'll start hitting better shots, and the momentum will pick up. If you're working on your game and you're working on your acceptance in the moment, what was a bad shot will become a meh shot, and then just a shot that went where it went. So now you're more focused on improving your game and being present on shots rather than needing to hit it good to feel okay. Getting out of a slump actually becomes possible from here. All right, everyone, hope you learned a thing or two in this episode. As I always mention at the end of these episodes, what you've heard here isn't therapy. 
It's meant for information and education purposes only. If you feel like you need personal help on some deeper things you're going through, I encourage you to go talk to a licensed professional. But on the golf psychology front, if you feel like what you've heard doesn't quite cut it and you'd like to work one-on-one with someone, I'm a golf psychology coach. I work with players all over the world on improving their minds in areas just like this episode so they can improve their performance on the course. If you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com or you can visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. The links to do both of those things will be in the show notes below. All right, thanks again to everybody listening to this podcast. Whether you're new here or you've been here since day one, I really appreciate the community that you have been a part of building. If you've enjoyed this episode, go subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Maybe you could mention one thing you've learned underneath your five-star review, right? Nice, glowing five-star review. And I'd love it if you shared this episode with a friend who is in a deep, dark slump in their game. As bad as you want to just keep taking their money, you have found it in your heart to help them out. Mental Golf Show listeners are generous, right? We're, We're all in this together. Okay, thanks for listening to The Mental Golf Show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I will catch you guys next time.